Welcome to the Get Your Writing Done podcast. I'm Trevor Thrall, author of the 12-week year for writers. If you enjoyed today's episode, please submit a review wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps. And for weekly updates on the podcast and other writing resources, you can subscribe to my newsletter at getyourwritingdone.com. Ah, the holidays, that time of year where everyone's plans to get things done meet the hard, cold reality of holiday parties, endless hours at the shopping mall, and car trips to grandma's house. For writers, it's hard to navigate between the temptation to hole up in your office and keep writing until it's all over, and the temptation to abandon all pretense at writing between Thanksgiving and New Year's. In this week's episode, I discuss the challenges of writing at the holidays and offer a five-step approach to finding the balance that works for you. The holidays are in full swing. I feel like I'm still digesting Thanksgiving dinner. It was fantastic. I hope yours was great too. But the holidays brings all sorts of challenges for writers. It's a busy and sometimes very stressful time of the year, despite all the fun and family and friends that we get to enjoy. And so it's worth talking about strategies for making it through the holidays sane and relatively productive if we can do that. Let me start with a story from my experience from just last year. Uh, to illustrate the difficulties in getting this uh, right. So last year, I was working on the first draft of the manuscript for the 12-week year for writers. And unfortunately, my wife, myself, and my middle son all got COVID around election day in November in 2020. And thankfully, we all had pretty modest cases of it. And uh, all recovered at home without too much trouble. But um, unfortunately, you know, on the writing side, it demolished two whole weeks of work on my part. And I, I had to miss class a couple times and um, teaching. And so I, I got behind on all sorts of stuff and, and I didn't write anything for several weeks on the book, thanks to the COVID episode. And so that put me right about at the uh, Thanksgiving mark, and I was so anxious to keep moving on the manuscript that I kind of bulldozed my way through the holidays. I, I not only kept to my normal schedule of writing, which was once a week, but I also carved out other times to write um, that I probably otherwise would have spent relaxing and doing other holiday sorts of things. Now, I, you know, I didn't work on Christmas Day or anything crazy like that, but I did work more than I probably normally would over that time period in December and up through New Year's. And between, probably between Thanksgiving and early January, I wrote, I don't know, four or five chapters, six, maybe even a lot, uh, quite a lot. And and then by January 8th or 10th or something like that, I absolutely hit a brick wall. I was so burned out because I had been writing, but I hadn't really let any of the holiday stuff go. We had a full house of kids and we were doing all sorts of fun stuff. And I didn't really recharge as much as I probably should have. And so I, I hit the wall in, in early January and I spent sort of about five days 
you know, staring at the wall, watching paint dry and doing no writing at all because I hadn't gotten the balance quite right. Um, and you know, that I think is a, probably a fairly common story for people around the holidays. Um, you know, the other way that you can do it, I, I've also done uh, more what I might call instead of a bulldozer approach, more of a, a butterfly approach where uh, I'll say, okay, it's the holidays and I'm, I'm going to, you know, want to really relax and recharge. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, make any really big plans uh, to get anything done over the holidays. But secretly in the back of my mind or out of the corner of my eye, what I'm really thinking is, but you know, I've, there's all this free time and you know, I don't have to put it down in a, in a plan, but I'm probably going to be able to get a few things done just flitting from project to project time to, you know, different times a day, different days. I don't, I won't write it down. So I, it's not, but, but I'll just, but you know what happens when you do that? Yeah, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing ever gets done. I might do a lot of things, but nothing really ever gets done. So, so I've tried the bulldozer approach and I, I used to do the butterfly approach a lot before I sort of embraced the 12 week year. Um, but neither of those approaches has ever been any good. Um, and so I, you know, I wanted to think a little harder about how to, how to strategize through the holiday period. And I think the first thing that we need to do is we need to understand what the overall, what the overall challenge is. And I think that the overall challenge is, is, is the art of balancing. And on the one hand, we have the need to rest and relax. We need to recharge at the end of the year. Uh, we also obviously have a desire to see family and friends, uh, to engage in activities at church, temple, or mosque. We have, and then, and then also very importantly, many of us also have obligations um, to family, friends, religious institutions. Um, a lot of us are busy hosting, busy traveling, busy doing all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of extra work around the holidays as well. And so you're balancing those things on the one hand, sort of the holidays dimension, um, with, with your writing. And on the other hand, you have a desire to keep moving forward on your work in progress. You might also have a need. You might be on a deadline. You might have a need to keep moving forward at a certain pace. Um, and, you know, at many points in our writing journeys, writers are also uh, need to keep things moving, not because they're on a deadline, um, but also because sometimes getting stopped is really harmful to our sort of mental state. Sometimes it's really important to keep going emotionally on a writing project because sometimes progress can feel tenuous or fragile. And, and so keeping going is really sort of a, a really important thing uh, above and beyond all sorts of other stuff. So, so this balance is, is the, is the overall mission, trying to strike that balance so that you get enough of both things, enough of the things you need from your writing, but also enough of the things you need from, from the holidays. And as I have learned, you know, the dangers of not getting the balance right are, on the one hand, uh, if you do too much Christmas, you, you lose your mojo and your momentum on the writing. If you do too much writing, you, you miss out on, on Christmas. And, you know, sometime I'll tell you the story of this one new assistant professor who excitedly came and told me um, when we saw each other after uh, winter break that he had spent all of Christmas Day revising his 
dissertation. And I was just I was sort of horrified <laughs> to hear it. It's like, man, I don't think you did the holidays right, dude. Um, now that that's his choice. I, you know, not judging, but just for me, that would be crazy. Um, but you know, if you do too much writing, right, you sort of Scrooge McWriter. You don't get a you don't get a Christmas. Um, your family wonders where you were, whatever. Um, and if you do too much of both, which I did last year, you end up burning out. So so getting the balance right is, I think, important for us. And on top of that, I think, you know, it's important because the holidays is actually a non-trivial amount of the year. The holidays, if we just think about Thanksgiving through New Year's, you know, it happens every year and it's about, it's about six weeks and that's, you know, six out of 52 weeks. That's just about 12% of the year. That's, that's like, that's a, that's a, like a big tax on your writing year. If you don't get anything done over those six weeks, uh, that's like giving away a lot of your time. And, um, you know, most people would say, hey, if you could get a 12% improvement in something, that's that's really valuable. So finding a way to keep moving during the holidays, um, on the one hand, is a pretty big deal. But I think a bigger reason for figuring out how to grapple with the stresses and the challenges of the holidays is that the holidays is really just a special case of life. Life is always throwing us pretty much the same kind of challenge. All the other things in life are competing with your writing for your attention and your time and your, your, your energies. And so I think the holidays is a stress test because it's a bigger, stronger version of those things than, than many other things that we encounter. But I think if we can get our heads right and figuring out how to do the holidays, then I think we might have a set of strategies that we can use other times as well. So, so let's use the holidays as a, as a test bed for some strategies to, to balance these things. So I think there are probably two big components of getting, getting your holiday strategy sort of right. And the first one I think is to, to figure out the, the, uh, how to honor your writing time vis-a-vis, you know, holiday sort of pressures. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, as I've sort of talked about before in, in, in the book, I certainly discussed this, but most of the rest of the world doesn't care about your writing very much. Um, maybe you have fans out there and they're waiting for your next book and they certainly want you to work over the holidays, but your family doesn't want you to work over the holidays. Your spouse doesn't want you to work over the holidays your kids or your parents or your grandparents or your cousins or your friends or, you know, whoever, somebody you sing in a choir with or the band or no, none of them want you to work on your, on your writing. They want you to come out and play. Um, and they want you to come to another holiday party. They want you to go to the dance. They want you to the new year's party. Um, you know, they want to have fun and they don't care about your writing. <laughs> you know, maybe in theory they should, you know, they get it that it's important to you, but they don't care. Right. They want to, they want to play. And so they're always going to be asking for your time, regardless of the fact that you need some of that to write. And I think the special problem with the holidays, right, is we may have strategies for the rest of the year, but come the holidays, the pressures are sort of like moral. <laughs> You're supposed to party with us at the holidays. You're supposed to spend this day or that day in the following ways. These are the traditions. How dare you go against the traditions, right? All the wind uh, generated by these traditions is blowing in one direction, and that's the direction of don't write, right? So 
So it's very easy for the world to, to try to convince you not to write. And so what I think that does is put a lot of people in a frame of mind where they are worried about what it says or means to take time to write. And also people often don't feel like they deserve to take time to write or time to themselves. Because that's what it really is. You're saying I'm more important than whatever it is that someone else wants me to do. And I think a lot of us have trouble with that. right? And, and, and probably all of us have that trouble. It's just like, at where do we draw the line? And, and some of us, you know, are practiced at drawing the line, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, strongly for ourselves. Others, I think, give a lot. And, and I'm thinking, especially here, I think this is a very gendered phenomenon. I think most women, uh, you know, especially if they're a, a wife and a, and a mother, uh, you know, daughter-in-law, they feel very much judged by their performance at the holidays. If they're hosting, uh, the house has to be clean, the meals are great, the you know, kids are looked after, whatever it is. Right? There are a lot of things to do at the holidays for people who run households. And, and there's a lot of judgment. And so it's really hard for people to say no to any of these things. You have to buy all the presents. You have to show up at all the parties. You have to have a new dress or you have to have a new whatever. So there's a lot of expectation that we put on ourselves and we frankly put on other people. And it's very hard for people to say no to those things. But here's the thing. As writers know, you ha at some point you have to say, I can't, I have to write. At some point you have to be able to say no to some th set of things or else there's no time left for your writing. So... The holidays, like I said, is an especially hard time for people to make that commitment and to and to say to the rest of the world, nope, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, so I'm going to just say right off the bat that I appreciate how difficult that is. And, and one of the reasons I appreciate it is because my wife made a very big version of that um, or, or, or rather she had to make a big... Uh, commitment to her writing when she went back to graduate school. So we had three little kids at the time she went back to school. Our youngest would just turned uh, five, I think, uh, when she went back to graduate school to get her PhD. And obviously that's going to be an incredibly time-consuming thing to do. I'm an assistant professor at the time she's doing this, so I'm writing a lot, trying to get tenure. So we're busy. And we we sat down, my wife and I, before she went back and, and she said, you know, I'm just, we're not going to be able to do things the same once I'm back in school. I'm going to be really busy. I'm not going to have time for all the stuff the way we've done it in the past. So we're going to have to change some things. And we're like, okay, right. Let's, let's talk about it. And so, you know, we did all sorts of things to kind of accommodate this. But one of the things we talked about was, look, um, we're going to start saying no to some things that we used to say yes to. And, and it's going to be hard because these are things that people expect you to say yes to. And in our case, one of the things we started saying no to was doing Christmas the way we used to do it. So, um, you know, we lived in town with, with, uh, most of our parents, not all of them, but most of them, a lot of family, and there's a ton of presents. There's a lot of driving around at Christmas. There's a lot of stuff to do. And so, you know, my wife and I said, look, we're just, we're not going to do Christmas presents for everyone anymore. We're just going to, you know, so I wrote a letter. I, I, I wrote a dorky Christmas poem um, in a card and said, hey, we're buying carbon offsets for the whole family. And this is your card because, you know, Jeannie's back in school and dad's in charge of Trevor's in charge of Christmas now. And this is all, this is all we have time for. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can understand. 
Um, and, you know, some people did, some people didn't. Um, but, we, you know, it was more important that Jeannie have time to go back to school and do it right than it was for us to buy people Christmas presents that, frankly, you know, they didn't really need. And so we made that decision. We made a decision to stop doing as much social stuff because we just didn't have time, you know, to keep the house clean, to have people over all the time, right? We just said, okay, that's it. We're going to make that. We're going to honor our desire to get the writing done and to get the PhD done and over the various and sundry social things that people have come to expect. And, you know, did that sit well with everyone? Absolutely not. But it was our set of priorities and, and that's how we, that's how we did it. So, you know, I'm not saying what the right answer is, what the things you should be saying no to or yes to are. Just that, I think at the end of the day, we all need to say to ourselves, hey, what are the things that I have to have? And what do I deserve as me, as a person, to have? And if you are writing a book, for example, and it is very important to you, then you deserve to have time um, all at all times of year to work on that book. Um, and how much? That's another question, but you deserve to write that book. And so if that means that you say no to a holiday party or you say no to traveling for Christmas or whatever it might be, you know, you're going to need to make that decision where the balance is. But, but at the end of the day, you need to figure out how to honor your writing in the face of all the holiday pressures. Uh, I think the second big thing we need to figure out on the practical side of things is how to create realistic holiday plans. Um, and you know, magic thinking, it's a magical time of year. So it's probably not surprising that magic thinking is so rife in our holiday plans. And I, I admit I've been, I've probably been worse than most people on this score. You know, I mean, my job, you know, requires that I write. Uh, and so I'm, I feel kind of constantly on deadline and you know, my classes usually end the first week of December and then they don't start up again till mid or third week of January. And so I, I'm always looking at those six weeks and there's no class. And I think, oh, there's no students. I'm going to get so much writing done. But I ignore the fact uh, in my brain when I'm getting excited about this, that this period of time includes Christmas, New Year's. Um, oh, you also forgot, despite the fact that you're not teaching, there's final exams to grade and there's PhD students that are going to come out of the woodwork to bother you and things like that. And so what it looks like a blank six weeks, it, it's not blank at all. It's just, it's magic thinking. And so I, like many of my colleagues, have a stack of extra to-dos that we have mentally parked in December and early January that, let's face it, none of us have ever gotten to. Um, and so I'm sure you have your own version of that. And, and you know, if you, were, if, you could, if you were able to kind of go back in time and find all the things you thought you were going to do in December uh, and compare them to what you actually did in December, I, you know, my guess is that for most of us, those things don't look, um, <laughs> those things are very different. Let's just put it that way. Um, and so, so one of the things we need to figure out is, you know, how much are we actually going to get done in, in the month of December or in the six week period, roughly from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And, and, you know, that, that is, um, why the 12 week year exists <laughs> because, um, when we are, uh, trying to forecast, we're usually bad at it. And so we're trying to limit how far into the future we are planning and, and, and trying to figure out our, our, our actions. 
but I do think that this six week period, I mean, it's like half a 12 week plan, right? And so this six weeks is a big chunk of most people's 12 week plans. Uh, and unless you're careful, you're going to overburden that plan. And so trying to figure out what you're really going to get done in those six weeks at the end of the year is a really important challenge. So, um, how how do we do this? Let me let me just sort of pivot now and, and sort of walk through what I think are sort of a reasonable set of steps to help strategize your way through through the holidays. Right. So our overall goal, remember, we're we're trying to balance our writing with our holidays. And we are trying at the same time to honor our writing in the face of the pressures from the rest of the world. Um while not you know, burning out by doing too much. And we're trying to you know, create realistic plans to help us do that. So I think the first thing that is probably the most useful to do before the holidays hit, if you're listening to this, it might be a later than optimal, but, but hey, I'm not that organized, so you're, you're getting it now. Um, the first thing to do is to conduct a sort of a state of yourself assessment. As you're, as you're making your 12-week plan, or in this case, as you're considering the next few weeks, you need to think about a few big things, right? So where are you with your writing? How are you feeling about it? Uh, how is it going? Are you in a great place? Are you in a place where if you take a few weeks off, it's going to be fine? Or are you in a place where you're like, I'm, I, I'm just getting restarted. I can't take a break right now, or I will lose this precious momentum. Where are you with the writing, right? That, that's the first thing. If you're going to honor your writing, you need to ask yourself, where are you really with it? And then the second piece on the other side is, how are you feeling about the holidays? Um, I know the feelings run the gamut here. There's a reason the bar is uh, super crowded the day before Thanksgiving and the week before Christmas, right? People are back visiting their families and they need a drink. Um, so, you know, I'm sure like most people have all sorts of feelings about the holidays. There's some great things about it. There's some like, well, you know, but also I don't like these things. Um, are you, do you need a lot of rest? Are you like burned out from a long year? I mean, you know, I think that was an extra thing for me last year is that we, we were just suffering through a pandemic and, and I, you know, I was burned out from that as well as everything else. And so I really needed a break at the holidays and I didn't give myself enough. I didn't appreciate that enough. So and, and that's because I didn't sit down, you know, as I kind of approach that time of year to really ask myself, man, you just had COVID. You've just been surviving uh, the pandemic. Um, maybe you need a break, dude. I could have I used that conversation. So have that conversation with yourself. And, and every year, probably that balance is going to be a little different that you're seeking. Some years you're going to be like Scrooge and you're not going to want the holidays. And you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to write most of the time. And eh, I'm gonna, I'll see you in the new year. Other years might be the other way around. You're like, you know what? My writing can go on hold. I just finished something up. I'm not going to start a new project till January. And I'm going to take a few weeks off to just be me and enjoy the holiday spirit. Fantastic. No wrong answer. No right answer. Just what's working for you right now. Right? And so I think that combined with, you know, your sort of physical, spiritual, you know, physical, emotional makeup, right? How you, how you doing? Right. All, all those things kind of factor into what's going to be the right strategy for you this year. All right. And so so you, you, you're taking your state of yourself assessment and and you're, you know, figure out w what kind of year you want. Right. So that's sort of step one. Step two, then, is to make a realistic holiday writing plan. Right. And, and, I, and I sort of more specifically mean 
weekly plans that are realistic for that six weeks or four weeks or whatever the amount is that you're sort of trying to, you know, really make sure you dial in from a holiday perspective. And so I think there are a couple things here that we need to talk about in particular. Um, one is that you need to make sure that you have a realistic sense of how much time you're going to have to write. Uh, many of us um, are going to have different schedules um, during this six-week period than our normal model weeks. Right? I mean, at least two of these weeks have major holidays where people are off work, uh, where you're possibly traveling, where you're possibly hosting, where you have commitments, undoubtedly. Um, weekends as well, of course, during this time of year. So, so you need to go through your schedule and make sure that you're accounting for any uh, changes and updates that you need to make because this time of year is so different. So your writing schedule, number one, and related to that, of course, immediately, is the goals that you're setting. Because if you find out, having just done this exercise with your schedule, that you're going to have two-thirds or maybe only one-half as much time to write, you're going to need to reduce the amount that you think you're going to get done by an equal portion. So that you know, those two pieces are, are I think, essential if you're going to come out of the holidays um, with having gotten number one, having gotten anything done, but number two, not having disappointed yourself because you thought you were going to get twice as much done as you actually did. Because I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I especially don't like that feeling. To me, that is a is a, a not very good feeling to um, to have a plan on paper that says I'm going to get twice as much done as I end up getting done. That to me is demoralizing and not not fun. So that's not a good Christmas present for me. All right, so. So we're going to sort of conduct a state of ourself assessment. We're going to determine what kind of balance is right for us this year. We're going to create realistic, no magic thinking involved weekly plans, you know, based on, you know, your 12-week plan, uh, maybe updated for a reality check, or if you're not a 12-week year person, you know, whatever planning system you're using. And then the next step is to execute your plan and, and stick to it. And that for me has several sort of subcomponents that are worth talking about. The first is that in order to make this balancing act work for many of us, we are in relationship with others, especially at this time of year. So very often the first step uh, in executing your plan is to let everyone else know about it, uh, who matters in your life and to make whatever deals that you need to make uh, and or warnings um, so that you know you're going to be able to do it. Um, if you have a spouse that needs to know about how much you're planning to write or your parents or your in-laws or your friends or, you know, the club you're not going to go hang out with because you're going to be busy or whatever it is, right? You, you need to let people know. And there's two reasons for this. One is you got to warn people. If you're not doing stuff that they normally expect you to do, you have to let them know why and warn them that none of their appeals to you to come out to the bar uh, and party uh, are going to work because you're going to be busy writing um, and just repeat your mantra. I can't, I have to write. And the second reason is because when you uh, communicate about your you know plans and your needs and your priorities with other people, they can help you. They can be champions for you, but they need to know what your plans are. So your spouse can be a champion for you. They, your spouse can, can tell your parents to beat it if they're bug, they're bugging you. And, and your spouse can say, nope, she really has to write. Uh, nope, he has to get his stuff done. Um, he can't be bothered right now. Um, and but, but if they don't know these things, right, and, and even your friends, right, your friends probably don't care that you 
want to write, but you know what? Maybe they'll help, right? Maybe they'll help. If you tell them that you've got to do it and you have, you're burning on this thing and this is a really critical time for you, um, maybe they'll be able to help, right? So that's great. So first, make your deals. Second is to be as specific as you can uh, about the times and days that you're going to write. And, and this is part of the weekly plan thing too, but I just sort of wanted to talk about it in terms of execution. One of the things that I have found about the holidays um, is that if you don't really anchor your plans to do non-holiday things very firmly, they are very unlikely to happen because there are so many things that pop up during the holidays that if you, you know, oh, an extra grocery trip here, oh, if we forgot this present for somebody, you have another trip there. If you don't, absolutely don't anchor your writing schedule, you will find it obliterated. Um, so you want to really be as clear as possible in your weekly plans when and where you're going to write. And the where might be a problem unlike normal too, because you might have house guests, you might have, you might be traveling. So, you know, these are things to sort of think about because if you have to have a backup location, you know, hopefully you've got a good backup location that's, that works for you, but you know, assembling your little kit, things that's going to make you comfortable, maybe your noise canceling headphones, whatever it is. Right. Um, the third thing is having sort of told people what your plans are, made those deals, um, figured out when and where you're going to write. The next thing you then need to do and will definitely need to do throughout the holidays is to defend your writing time uh, from all the predators. And there will be many. Santa is going to come for your time and he's not taking no for an answer, but you have to tell him no. Um, no calls, no, you know, it, and here's the thing. Obviously, if someone drops an opportunity on you to do something amazing, I would, yeah, you're going to do it, right? I'm not saying, I'm not offering laws and rules here. Um, strategies, right? General guidelines. Uh, say no to the things that are not as important to you as your writing. Simple guideline, right? And and it's it's something that should make sense. And, and I'm just trying to help support you in your desire to get your writing done by telling you, hey... I believe in your writing. If you want to write, you should. And you should say no to anything that doesn't sound like it's as useful to you or as interesting or as fun or good as your writing. So feel free to say no to the extra holiday party or making a bunch of cookies for a uh, you know, cookie exchange or whatever it might be. Those are all wonderful things you know, for somebody else this year. Maybe you'll do that next year. Say, hey, can I take a rain check? I've, I'm, I'm finishing the draft of a novel. I'm sure you can understand. You don't have to be rude about it, of course, you, but you can tell them, look, I, I wish I could, but I'm, I'm close to finishing a book or I'm just launching this book project and these ideas are buzzing in my head. They're so loud. I need to get them on paper. I really just don't have time to do that this year. You, I'm sure most people are more polite than I am. So you'll think of a better way to say it than I will. But there are all sorts of ways you can say these things without offending people, but letting them know, look, I'm, you know, I'd love to, but I got to write. All right. So defending it is, is huge. And then I'll put in a plug for um, your weekly writing group, which if you don't have one, you most definitely should. Uh, and one of the great benefits a group can have is being that champion in your ear when you're struggling mid-December and your mother-in-law is driving you nuts or you you know just can't go to another uh, school you know concert or whatever it is that's killing you, um, your writing group's gonna understand because they're all going through the exact same thing at the exact same time as you are. And you guys are going to support each other and lift each other up 
through the hard times, through the holidays, and that's going to be a huge boost. So listening to other writers tell you it's okay to skip a holiday party that you don't want to go to so you can work on your novel, right? You're going to be talking to a, you're going to be preaching to the choir, right? So, um, and that's a good feeling. So definitely lean on your writing partners, your writing group uh, for support. And then I think the last thing that I would suggest uh, as a strategy would be to try to enjoy the holidays. Um, and not, you know, we all, again, have different feelings about the holidays, but uh, I do think it's important um, not to, whatever balance it is you're striking is fine and dandy. Uh, no judgments there. Again, no right or wrong answers to me. It's just what works for you this year. But uh, if you've if you've sort of laid out a balance and you have a plan, my suggestion is that, and this is from my own experience, um, is that rather than try, right, rather than to get greedy and start eating into all your holiday time uh, with extra writing, right? Oh, it's really going good. Maybe I'll just, you know, blow off something that I had planned to do for Christmas or whatever, Hanukkah or for New Year's. Um, I'll write instead, right? Well, then I think I'm just going to throw out there the the caution that that it is really important to honor your need for rest and relaxation and recharging. Um, I do think that that we're almost programmed, you know, socially, obviously, like almost at a genetic level um, to need a cyclical recharging. And I think the holiday period is crazy and as a time as it is. There is something about engaging in the various rituals of the season that helps our brains kind of, you know, recharge and kind of and be ready for the new year. I mean, there's kind of a, there's something to that new year ritual, right? You're ringing out the old, you're ringing the new, a sense of renewal and purpose. Um, and I think if you, if you don't give yourself some time for that, you, you can, you can burn out. Um, but the other thing you can do is you can start not trusting your own schedule, right? So one of the reasons I love having a schedule is when it says right, I write. And when it doesn't say right, I do other stuff. And, and I don't worry about the writing. Uh, and the thing is that if you if you do that long enough, then you trust the plan. But if you don't tr- if you if you don't obey your plans, you won't trust them. And so you won't trust that you're only going to write so much. Uh, you won't trust that you can keep yourself from burning out if you don't manage your time. And vice versa, if you don't write enough, if you don't fulfill your plan and write when it says write, you, you won't trust that the plan's going to help you get your writing done. So. So sticking to whatever plan it is that you concoct, it might sound like, well, that's sort of sort of a doctrinaire approach to things, but, but I think there's a deeper purpose in doing that. And that's saying, look, I made my best plan. This is my best guess for how to do this right. Um, and if your guess about that changes, that's fine. But you also do want to enjoy the holidays, right? So, so not going crazy and overworking um, when your plan says right for 10 hours a week, you know, I would, I would write for somewhere around 10 hours a week and don't feel the need to write for 20 or 30 just to be a good writer or something like that, right? Holidays are also for enjoying. All right. I would be fascinated to hear what your experiences and strategies for writing at the holidays are. So feel free to email me, uh, uh, drop me a line at hello at getyourwritingdone.com and tell me about those. And until next week, happy writing and happy holidays.